0: Dave Caster said it was going to be the toughest CrossFit games in history. Do you think it like, was it from your perspective?
1: Um, personally, no, I don't think it was the hardest one. Hopefully Dave doesn't hear me saying this, but um, <laughs> I think 2016 was a little harder than this year.
0: Welcome to the BarBend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to Samuel Quant, a multi-time CrossFit Games competitor who finished second at the 2020 CrossFit Games. Originally a high school cross country runner, Sam found CrossFit as a teenager and qualified for his first games at just 20 years old, making him the youngest male competitor in that year's field. Since then, Sam has risen up the leaderboard on repeat visits, which culminated in his being crowned 2020's second fittest man on earth, his first podium appearance. Sam joins us to talk about this year's games, training his weaknesses, making CrossFit a family affair, and balance in training with the realities of being a new father. Also, I want to take a second to say, we're incredibly thankful that you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, please be sure to leave a rating and review of the Barbed Podcast in your app of choice. Now let's get to it. Sam, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. I know you're a busy guy, a full-time athlete, a new father. Congratulations. And also now the second fittest man on earth. We're recording this about two weeks after the most grueling test in the history of the CrossFit Games as it was billed. Uh, how are you feeling a couple weeks later? What's your recovery process been like?
1: Hey, uh, hey, thanks for having me on this. Um, right now, I'm feeling pretty good um, for the most part. I mean, I think like my soreness was gone about a week ago. so. Right now, just kind of hanging out with family and recovering, and yeah, just chilling right now.
0: Enjoying a, a what's probably a very short off season.
1: Yeah, exactly. Shoot, I know, I know. I keep seeing things on Instagram about the opens coming. I'm like, uh, nope, just scrolling through. That. I don't <laughs> want to think about that yet.
0: Well, I, I, I am curious. You know, every athlete has like a different off season after their after their their big event of the year what is what is your plan as far as are you, are you taking any time kind of completely away from the gym? And and how do you anticipate ramping training back up and when?
1: Yeah, so I mean, after the games, I took a full week, like f- a week fully off. And then this week, I've kind of just done whatever I wanted to. Like on Monday, just like went for a run and did, did a couple power cleans. And yesterday I hit like a really easy five minute work. I mean, sorry, five round workout that took like 10 minutes and I called it good there. Um, so just doing whatever I want, like just one session, keeping it under an hour kind of a thing. And I would say, I guess next Monday start hitting it, hitting it hard again. Not super crazy, like games training, but I mean, it's still going to be off season type stuff. Maybe like two Metcons a day or something like that. I, I haven't talked to my coach like specifically about it. So I'm not hundred percent sure yet.
0: Now, what is your plan for the coming season as far as getting back to the CrossFit Games? Obviously, with COVID, it complicated everything—the yeah. sanctionals event. But you know, are you someone right now who are, you're looking at the Open as a qualification method, or are you looking at something different this coming year?
1: I mean, so the last two years, I've qualified through the Open. Um, last year, I almost decided just to skip the Open and go to a couple more sanctionals, just because I mean, the Open's really annoying. To be 100 honest, I really don't enjoy the Open. Five weeks of like stress. So, I mean, with the whole virus thing going on, probably going to try to qualify through the open and probably try to do like two big sanctionals. I mean, that's my like tentative plan right now. Yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll see how travel restrictions, yeah, what actually happens. Now, you're someone who I, I first came across you as an athlete, a few years ago, as an athlete who was good at the open style workouts, that's kind of what I had in my head, and actually, I had in my head a picture of you from the games a few years ago. And then I see you these days, and it's like, okay, this guy's definitely put on some mass, definitely put on some strength. Do you think that the open is your best chance of, of qualifying this particular year, or, do, or you know, would you, you say the open's kind of annoying? Like, do you think you're still kind of the prototypical open athlete
1: um no not necessarily um i mean they have like the open has changed the past couple of years i think like harder skill movements because then i mean to qualify for the games you definitely have to have a little bit of different test. i feel like in the open you know what i mean so i think yes i can still qualify through the open but i wouldn't say i would be crushing the open if it was Let's say five years in the past. If that makes sense, what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. No. Totally. It's 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 we've seen the test of fitness evolve. The opens a lot heavier than it used to be. I mean, I remember he opens back in 2012, 2013. It was like if you were good at double unders and some dumbbell stuff and pull ups, like you could put up some monster scores. Even if you couldn't clean 300 pounds on the men's side, for example.
1: Yeah, 100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably how I qualified through re- for regionals when I was 18. Dude, I could like snatch 205. How the heck did I manage that? I don't
0: know. <laughs> well, you have a, a cross-country, like prior to, you started CrossFit pretty young, but prior to CrossFit, you had a cross-country background. So you had that endurance base, right?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Lost that a little bit. 70 pounds doesn't help, but <laughs> Sorry, obviously what, you seven, saw in the- 70 pounds? Seven, yeah. Something like that. I was like 135 running in high school, something like that.
0: That is a, that is a significant weight difference. Yeah. How, does, yeah, how uh-huh. do your running numbers today compare to your running numbers back then?
1: Oh, shoot. Honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know like my best 5k in high school is like an 1802 maybe right now in the range of like 20 minutes something like that I'm not 100 percent sure i mean i mean i've been running like i noticed i was honestly like i got a lot worse at running so i've been running a lot more this past season i mean it didn't show at the ranch because it's hills killed me but other than that still working on running yeah cross
0: country and the crossfit definition is like you're, you have to cover as much vertical distance as you do horizontal i think
1: is the rule 100 percent. yeah
0: Let's talk a little bit about, about this year's CrossFit Games. And I don't really want to talk about stage one. I know you did a fantastic job in stage one, but like, let's talk about the finals in Aromas because the tests of fitness were unique. It was unlike any games we've seen in the past. There were so many hill runs. The terrain in Aromas, California was really utilized. Does any workout stick out in your mind as like, this is, well, first off, I should ask, Dave Castro said it was going to be the toughest CrossFit Games in history. Do you think it, like, was it from your perspective?
1: Um, Personally, no, I don't think it was the hardest one. Hopefully Dave doesn't hear me saying this, but um, (laughs) I think 2016 was a little harder than this year. Um, I don't know why that is, but I wasn't quite as sore as I was going off to this game, coming off this game. So, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think it was the hardest games, Now,
0: 2016 was was Murph when it was really hot. Was that correct?
1: Um, So, I mean it wasn't the year 2015 is when murph just f people up that's right and then 2016 they did it in like the morning so it wasn't quite as hot i mean it still jack people up but not like 2015
0: yeah that was okay i was thinking 2015 where people were were literally getting heat Mm exhaustion
1: and it was like Mm -hmm. we're just
0: dnfing the workout yeah exactly (laughs) well what do you think was the what do you think was the most challenging workout for you personally from this year's games finals
1: I mean, the most challenging was probably, I mean, either the trail run or Atlanta, like mentally challenging. Those were the hardest, but like physically challenging. I would say that swim workout with the assault bike, that one was pretty, I think overall, I would say the swim workout was like the hardest, but the, like the most grindy was obviously that last one of that trail run.
0: Well, that swim workout, if it was the hardest mentally, then your mental game was on point because you came away within a, within a yeah. win there.
1: Uh, no, I don't know if the, the swim was like the hardest mentally, just physically oh. the hardest. Yeah. The okay. other ones were mentally the hardest.
0: The, the, did you have a strategy going into, you're a pretty darn good swimmer. Did you have a strategy going into that
1: swim workout? And did you, did you think of that as like the workout that you were going to grab? Uh, no, um, honestly, I hadn't swam, in sen, until, uh, hadn't, hadn't swam since 2017, like in a competition. And I took like 30th or something in the run, swim, run. Um, but I mean, I was excited to try out swimming because I hadn't got a test in a long time. Um, but I mean, my strategy going into it, um, was like attack the assault bike, obviously, but not, you got I had to hold back a tiny bit on the assault bike. knowing we're going to go swim, dude. You know, we have to be able to breathe while swimming. So, I mean, the whole workout came down to the assault bike on that. Um, you obviously had to be a good enough swimmer, but most of the time it was just on that assault bike.
0: Interesting. I would have thought it was more of a swimming workout, but I guess that makes sense. I think you really did make your move on the assault
1: bike. And yeah. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, round one, whatever. Round two, I let like no—I don't know if Noah was ahead of me or not—but I let like Matt Fraser and stuff get ahead of me just because on the I let him get ahead of me on the swim, just knowing because I was going to crush the assault bike, and they were kind of not—I don't want to say slacking—but it was a little easier for me. Did you? That
0: was that was a tough workout to follow because because it had those predetermined rest intervals. It was a little confusing from the spectator standpoint, and CrossFit did a pretty good job indicating this, but it wasn't necessarily clear who won because it wasn't who crossed necessarily who crossed the finish line on the last round because the time was like kind of banked did you know you'd won the workout when you crossed the finish line
1: i was pretty confident i had won the workout because i was quite a bit ahead like on round three and i was really close on the other couple rounds so i was like 90 percent sure i'd won the workout the other, I,
0: I do want to ask about Atalanta in a second, but the run, the, the, the terrible, terrible hill run that ended that first day of competition, that surprise twist where you just had to double the, work, the run you were doing. Take us through your mind when you realized, because you saw the other athletes coming back up the trail, when you realized that's what you were going to have to do.
1: Yeah, so I mean, when I, we couldn't see the, I couldn't see the finish line yet when I saw like Matt Frazier coming towards me. I'm like, oh, I guess it's just like one part of the trail that we're doubling back. And then I start going a little further. Then I see the finish line and I see uh, Adler coming back up. And I'm like, oh, no. I mean, right in my head, I knew what was happening. And then, I, But of course, I still asked him, like, dude, what's going on? And like, he was barely able to get out. I was like, we're running in reverse. And I was like, oh, crap. So when I got down there, I'm like, all right, where do you want me to turn around? And at that point, it was just like, just get through it.
0: It reminds me of like when you're doing a tough workout and someone's cheering you on. Maybe it's a partner workout or maybe they just finished before you or maybe it's your coach and they ask how many reps you have left and you don't respond with words. You just grunt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's what it, what I'm envisioning in my head. The last, oh, workout I, yeah. the last workout I want to ask you about is, is Atalanta, which Dave Castro said was the toughest workout in games history. I haven't done all the Games workouts, so I, I am not in a place to say if that's right or wrong, but it was a tough workout. It was a mile run, and then you had to perform was it, 20 rounds of Mary, um, <clears throat> and then uh, it was a another mile run. So it was like a, ja- a jacked-up version of Murph. Going into that workout, you had guaranteed yourself a spot on the podium, which is... I mean, your first Games podium finish—you must have felt elated going into that. But, but also with this this year's CrossFit Games finals rules, there was the maximum effort rule, where you still needed to you still needed to kind of give it your all. What was your strategy heading into Atlanta? A workout in that you know hour plus time domain.
1: Yep. I mean, I still like knew when I had that second place locked up. I still wanted to, to give her on it. Um, I mean, my coach was just like, we had like set plans, like fives on the handstand pushups and just a couple seconds rest. 10s on the pistols with another couple seconds rest and then tried to do fives on the pull-ups um i mean right away i just kind of i don't it wasn't necessarily blew up but i mean i just got winded and tired and i mean i still think i would have got last place but when i hit like 80 pulls, my hands were starting to tear when i still had like 220 to go so it got it got to the point where it's like okay just just finish it kind of a thing
0: yeah were you doing were you doing like doubles and triples on the pull-ups there at the end
1: Shoot, I think I might have hit some singles, dude. I don't remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're listening to this, even the top CrossFit games athletes are human. Even they'll rip on the pull up bar, even they'll go, they'll go to singles. It's okay. Okay, this is my favorite question to ask a games athlete. And then, then we'll start, stop talking about this year's games. Cheat your first meal after the CrossFit games. Take us through it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't quite what I was gonna expecting to have, but we went to like an athlete dinner with uh, I mean most of the athletes and they served us some pretty good food like some steak um, some stuff I don't even know what it's called some like cauliflower stuff some Brussels sprouts but the best part was like some steak and some fries but I mean when I got home I like crushed some pizza for sure some ice cream that's what that's what I was all about
0: the thing I've heard I've been to CrossFit the CrossFit games when it was in California and I've also been to the world weightlifting championships it was in California the most common immediate meal after you're done competing that for any athlete i've seen is in and out like i've gone to an in and out and i've run into like like weightlifters from iran at in and out yeah, you know what i mean
1: awesome. it's uh, like i know i did go-to. that in 2016 i went to in and out after i mean because i hadn't tried it before i know matt Fraser went to in and out he had his he had someone go grab it before the athlete dinner He's a smart guy should have went with him
0: That's yeah, you can you can learn you make you make a few podiums you learn these little tricks about how to optimize optimize that well what is your take us into as you ramp back up training like what is your training strategy heading into this next year one thing I find very interesting about you is you train in I guess it's a it's kind of a family gym that you have set up at your at your parents house which is which is pretty cool and you also do coach at like a a local box but you're not training with a, a big group of of, of people. It's, it's oftentimes a solo endeavor for you.
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, 90% of my training is at my parents, we call it the shop. Um, yeah, parents shop. And I don't, I don't train by myself too much. A lot of the times it's with my, um, younger brother and younger sister. So that's pretty, pretty fun. So yeah, use, they usually train with me in the morning and then the afternoon, I usually get in a session in with my wife or my dad, something like that. But yeah, 90% of the time it's, at my parents' shop, and the other 10% is at um, yeah, a local gym called Mallard where that I coach once a week at. Cool.
0: What is like the, the the shop? Is this something that was purpose-built or something that came together over the years and just kind of evolved into the home of the second fittest man on earth?
1: <laughs> yeah. So my uh, my dad used to uh, to own his own um, auto body business. So when he built the house, I mean, he had a big shop because he likes to work on cars, et cetera. And that just happened to turn into the to the home gym. So. There still is a little little space for him for working but we got like 90% of the shop for um for doing whatever we want in there. He even blew like a hole out in the ceiling for rings and the rope. So I mean, I mean my dad's pretty serious in the crossfit too. He's made the the masters qualifier a couple of times and my brother's made the the team qualifier, so I mean it's like a whole family kind of thing going on right now.
0: That's uh a- I can just imagine in my head, like if you were to do a slideshow over the years, like the auto, the, the car part of the shop, just getting smaller and smaller as more equipment moves in there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. I know.
0: Now your dad seems like he's a pretty handy guy. Is any of the equipment like custom built that you all have?
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm
0: a bit of a garage gym. I'm a bit of a garage gym nerd, if you can't tell. Yeah, Yeah.
1: So, I mean, obviously he put like a beam in where we're hanging the rings and the rope from. But I think the only like really like custom built thing. Well, actually, he built me the, you know, that handstand walk, ramp and stairs thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he built me one of those, and he even built something so I can have like parallettes between it. Um, and he has built me like a set of uh, parallettes too. So there's a couple things that he's built and built, and he built the jerk blocks. So yeah, I keep thinking of more things.
0: The, yeah. the th- things that are deceptively expensive if you're putting together a gym. That that ramp and stairs combo. If you buy that like pre made, it's like hundreds of dollars. It's not. Dude, I think it's
1: thousands. (laughs) I don't even know. Shoot, jerk blocks. I don't even want to know how much those are.
0: Like really good jerk blocks. Like you can get like really good jerk blocks are super super expensive. So it's it's like. Yeah. It's a surprising thing. It's not like the squat rack, right? You can find like a used squat rack or yeah, a pretty yeah. good one. We've reviewed them on barbend. but it's like this really specialty stuff. The more specialized it is, the more expensive
1: it is. The more expensive it is. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's always the case. What's one thing that, you, that the shop doesn't have that you're kind of like, you have your eye on is like, oh, we got to get that now.
1: Dude, honestly, we have most of the stuff in the shop that we need. Um, the only thing that I have been wanting to get it, you know, um, like on the, at the games on the, when we do pegboards, it's like the, the whatever plexiglass stuff. I don't know exactly what you call it. I, I want to get a couple strips of those to put on the side of my pegboard. So it'll, pretty so much.
0: So it'll like replicate much, the
1: feeling of, of, yeah, uh, exactly. I think I have pretty much everything there that I need, honestly. Ski other than that skier. I got it. Yeah. There's a couple skiers. got a one biker, a couple of salt bikes and GHDs. I even got a true form in there.
0: Jeez. Yeah. Th- this is the hottest invite working out at the, working out at the shop is the hottest invite in town. This is, you're going to put yeah. Froning's garage to shame,
1: man. Shoot, yeah. dude, You better come check it out sometime.
0: Uh, what about, um, I am, I'm curious. Cause at Barb we don't just cover CrossFit, we cover all the strength sports. So for the, st- we have a lot of listeners who are into strongman. So do you have any, do you have any Atlas stones, like, uh, yoke walks, anything like that? Anything, any yeah, weird I'm,
1: objects? So I got a yoke, got a sled. Um, Got D-balls, got sandbags. I don't have, like, the actual, like, Atlas stones. Um, the home, I mean, not my home gym, Mallard CrossFit that I train out of, they have some Atlas stones if I ever need them. But I, like I said, I think I have pretty much everything we would use in a competition. I mean, the games always throw something crazy out there that I wouldn't have, but...
0: Yeah. I've never talked to anyone who has, like, the pig from a few years ago.
1: Just oh, to- dude, um, I've actually been to... Uh, the. I don't remember his... Uh, the drummer from Fallout Boy. Um, the band Fallout Boy. Yeah, the drummer I've been to he he has like a garage gym and he has a, he has a set or two of pigs there and I mean it's flipping them a little bit before like the 2017 games.
0: That is pretty just cool. not something that would occur to me to like outfit yeah. in my gym if
1: I had infinite money. I know, right? <laughs> He's it got is, everything in there. It's so cool. That is pretty cool. Do you have a tire? Do you do tire flips at your gym? We got a tire. It's not like super crazy heavy, but I, we do have a tire.
0: Gotcha. If there was a a a, a sp- strength sport that wasn't crossfit that you could focus in on for a few years and, and be elite at like is there another one that you would you would pursue your your, your chips are pretty much all in on crossfit at this point you're pretty good at it so i wouldn't recommend switching sports mid stride
1: um i wouldn't ah, if anything else like strongman i would do like strongman stuff i think like i, I like the power lifting i like only lifting but i don't think i it's so ner- i've done like a only lifting meet and i didn't like it that much um I've never done like a powerlifting competition, but I think like I like all the different aspects of like the strongman stuff because they're all doing all kinds of different stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I'm not big enough to do that, but it'd be fun though. Hey,
0: they have weight class strongman. You could oh do that the, actually. Yeah, under oh, in the 105 okay. or under 105 kilos. Oh, there and under, we yeah. go. Oh yeah, there we go. Perfect. I'll connect you with um so one of our contributors is a guy named Anthony Furman. He's the two time world strongest man at 105 kilograms. Oh shoot. And he's uh active duty military. He's in the he's an army recruiter. He works out with Chandler Smith a lot, actually. Oh, they cool. work pretty that's close awesome. together in Kentucky. And um yeah, if you're ever if you're ever interested in that, let me know. I'll connect you. But he'll okay. he'll run you through the, and he, he's used to training with CrossFit athletes because he trains with
1: Chandler. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. That's really uh, cool, actually.
0: One thing, um and one thing I will say about Strongman, I think one reason it appeals to CrossFitters is there is that level of athleticism. You actually have to like move your body through space. Yeah, exactly. For the Olympic lifting competition, I'm curious, where, did you just get bored?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I was waiting. It was so much like waiting between my lifts. Um, I don't know. I just didn't like it that much. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why. You got to be so technical. I mean, obviously, we do Olympic lifting stuff in CrossFit, but it's one of my, I don't really enjoy it that much.
0: I, now weightlifting, I'm biased. Weightlifting is my first love. Like it's it's the strength sport I found first. But I will say that if you're used to doing things like at capacity, breathing heavy, doing a lift, and then just like waiting around for three minutes and maybe not knowing when your next lift is, it can get a little nerve wracking. You're not the first CrossFitter to say that.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's kind of the part I'm not a, not a fan of.
0: Well, weightlifting is something, it might not be your favorite aspect of CrossFit, but something you've really built your skill set at. What are your like, you know, consistent max lifts these days in the snatch and the clean and jerk?
1: Um, consistently, I mean, I would say my max is pretty consistently like 285. I mean, that's the most I've ever hit, but I've hit that a couple of times. I've never tried to go over um, clean and jerk. I've hit 345 a couple of times. I mean, I've tried for like 355. I haven't hit that yet. Um, but yeah, 345 and like 285.
0: Is there a uh, ever an instance in which you think strength is holding you back at the high level lo- at a high level in cross? hitting particular
1: lift, maybe? Um, no, not really. Um, in past, like a max deadlift would definitely hold me back, but I mean, what I pull is is enough. I mean, I think I pulled the least out of anyone, but I think I mean it's not really worth it for me to. I mean, I'm, my lifts are going up, so I'm not going to like focus on a deadlift kind of thing. Right. But adding no, fifty pounds. Question.
0: Adding fifty yeah. pounds to your deadlift isn't worth it if you're losing one
1: percent capacity in something else. Yeah. There you go. Yep.
0: What is uh? Who is your coach? And and what's your relationship like?
1: Yeah. So I work um I work with CompTrain. His name's Harry. Um, I don't think too many people know who he is, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of people know who like Ben Bergeron is. Him, Harry, and Ben are like partners and CompTrain. So I mean, I'm coached by. Harry, and it's been it's been an absolute game changer this past like year and a half working with him just we're working harder we're working smarter and at the games we ca- he came up with a lot of strategies and i pretty much listened to him 100 um, percent. because at, at stage one i was like oh he told me something like nah i don't want to do that i'm gonna do my own what i think i want to do and i think that was like my worst finish so kind of learned to be able to like trust him with stuff and it's been it's been awesome
0: how were you all originally, originally
1: connected? Like how did, how did he become your coach? Ah, good question. Um, I mean, I was following comp train for a little while and then just sent him, uh, an email if they had like, um, anyone that wanted to, would, would be interested in coaching me and he wrote back and that's kind of how, how it went.
0: And this was after you were already a CrossFit games athlete,
1: right? You yes. were already at the- Yep. Mm-hmm. So this was 2019. Yep.
0: It's not every day that a coach out of the blue gets emailed by one of the fittest people on <laughs> earth that is like, hey, would you be willing to work with me? <laughs> I love it. Yep. That must have, that must have absolutely, absolutely made his day. What are some weaknesses that you might – I mean, weaknesses is relative. You don't have many. Um, I, I think that's, that's pretty clear. But what are some things that you're really excited to get back into training at full speed and drill down on uh, for the coming year?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I had a couple weaknesses definitely exposed at the games this year. I mean, there were two workouts that were about an hour long, and both of them I got last place in. Um, So obviously, a little more capacity in the longer events. And then, I mean, I did really well on some, a couple other ones, I finished like fourth and so just a little more overall fitness, I guess, and a little more capacity with the longer workouts gotcha.
0: And one thing I have to touch on is uh you're a, a relatively new father. What has it been like to balance the demands of having an infant with a a pretty demanding training schedule? It clearly worked out well for you, but like any any tips on how to kind of juggle those things?
1: Shoot, yeah. Um so it's been I don't think I would have been able to do it if my wife wasn't so helpful. Um it, the parts that he would my son would like affected my training would have been like my sleep and stuff like that and she pretty much takes over at night because she knows I need to sleep. Um, and also blessed when, like I said, I go train at my parents' house and my wife's still working. So I'm taking care of him during the day. And when I'm head there to go train, I usually have one of my siblings that can take care of him while I'm working out. So I mean, it wouldn't have been able to happen without wife and, and family to be able to help me out with that.
0: Now, we've seen the uh, siblings in families like, do quite well at the games before. We have uh, the Smith brothers, right? We have Ben and Alec, and I think Dane has also been pretty competitive in CrossFit. We've got the, the Pan Chicks, and there are three of them, right? Including some, a couple multi-time games athletes. Are we going to be seeing more of your younger siblings working their way up the ranks and, and making some appearances in competition here?
1: Yeah, um, I think my younger brother, he's 14, um, and I think he's going to start... I mean, he has been competing already. I think he's going to get pretty good, so I think you'll, you'll see some of him for sure.
0: Excellent. Well, here's here's the question: What if he? What if he beats you? Like, what if when what if it comes to the point where he starts beating you on workouts? How are you gonna?
1: <sighs> how are you gonna do that? I mean, would that? be I'd be fine with that. I mean, that'll give me more of a push. I mean, if, if it's when I'm 30 or something that's happened, I'll be like, okay, I quit. But um, if it's if it's, I honestly, I'd be fine with that. I want a training partner that's pushing me. You know, so I hope I all want all the best for him. So I don't really care if he's beating me. It'd be good.
0: Well, he's he's certainly blessed at such a young age. Be introduced to the sport and training with someone at your level that's like a that's a pretty that's a pretty big advantage if he's got love for the game he's got a lot of really good, good yeah yeah there
1: yeah he and some people better start watching out then in the next couple of years especially <laughs> in the teen division oh boy yeah uh,
0: sam where is the best place for people to keep up to date with uh with you your training basically best place for to follow on social media or YouTube yeah. or
1: anything like that uh, just my my instagram for the most part it's just samuel quant straight did, through.
0: Did you see a pretty big uh follower tick up during the games?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, during stage 1 and 2, I think I gained like 20,000 followers or something like that cuz my, my Instagram I didn't ha- I've never had like a huge following, so definitely had a nice little growth there.
0: I I don't think we've seen the last of that, by the way, as things all
1: right, like, all right. as the that year progresses. Yep, <laughs> yep. Let's go. Uh,
0: Sam, I really appreciate your time. I hope you're recovering well. Really excited uh, as, as the next season gears up, but I hope you still get to enjoy a, a little bit of, of downtime before then. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, that was,
1: glad to be on.